Living your best life. What does it mean exactly when someone says they are living their best life? Best life, huh? If that is such a thing, how do you go from where you are today to this best life? We'll dig into this important subject right after this quick word from our sponsor. Hey guys, Ashley here. Are you having trouble meeting the right girl? Are you struggling due to lack of confidence, not knowing what to say, or not having a plan? Are you tired of being told to act confident around women without being told how? If so, I'd like to introduce you to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book from David Sharp. If you are afraid to approach women in public, this book is for you. If you aren't having success meeting women on dating websites or apps, this book is for you. If you're having trouble connecting with women on dates, this book is for you. The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting has loads of modern, field-tested, and ready-to-use examples to help you confidently approach women and meet great women either in person or online. It also has practical, real-world advice to help you truly get the most out of the dating process. And it has thoughtful, practical advice for cultivating and sustaining your relationships for the long term. It's got it all, and you're going to love it. The book's website is gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. That's gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. You can go to gentlemansguidetoflirting.com and click the Buy Now button. Or just search for Gentleman's Guide to Flirting by David Sharp on Amazon.com or anywhere else you buy your favorite books or ebooks. And start changing your life now. Hello there. Welcome to Episode 71 of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting Podcast. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com and everywhere else you find your favorite books or ebooks worldwide. Now, you may have heard the phrase, quote, living your best life recently. You might have seen it in many places, online, in various other forms of media, and in everyday conversation with other people. But what does it mean exactly? How do you know when you are at the, quote, best level of whatever life you are capable of living, if that makes any sense? Are you sure you know what all your options are that affect the quality of your life? Are you sure you know what, quote, best is? If you are going by your gut instincts and you're not prepared correctly, could you be severely limiting what your, quote, unquote, best life could be? So let's dive in a little bit to make sure we understand this concept thoroughly and we understand if it is good advice or not. All right, where did this phrase or idea come from exactly? This idea of living your best life. Let's take a look at the history and origin of the expression. The phrase seems to have been introduced by Oprah Winfrey, who's a famous television host, uh, entrepreneur, and business person in the United States. O-P-R-A-H, last name Winfrey. Could have been Oprah or it could have been a writer or someone on her staff, on her acting on her behalf. She runs a very large organization, has a lot of employees. I bring up the idea of a staff member being involved with it because when I was trying to trace the phrase back as far as I could, it looks like 
uh, one of Oprah Winfrey's um, publications, a magazine called Oprah Magazine, O-P-R-A-H, just like her first name. That magazine took a lot of writings from you know, multiple issues going over a few years. And they published a book. They put everything into a book back in 2005. And the book is titled, quote, Live Your Best Life. Sound familiar? Live Your Best Life. And in 2010, Oprah, that was five, in 2010, five years later, Oprah herself hosted an event named Live Your Best Life. So it's clear that, you know, Oprah would have checked off on all these ideas, checked off on the book at least a little bit, you know, and then uh, the, the event itself wouldn't have been totally done by her, but she's the face of the thing. In both cases, they're called Live Your Best Life. So I think uh, Oprah Winfrey's definitely um, behind the idea. She's supportive of the concept, and I couldn't find history of it behind before 2005. Now, Oprah's personal brand and her mantra is centered around concepts of like, aspiring to new heights, growing, and living kind of a meaningful life. Uh, those are all ideas that I think, you know, we have listenership all around the world. I think those are pretty common themes, no matter where you live in the world. I think they're pretty common, noble ideas that um, a lot of folks in society aspire towards. So I think that's great. And Oprah's message really resonates with just millions of people around the world. Now, specifically this book, if you want to go check behind me, the title of the book is Live Your Best Life, colon, A Treasury of Wisdom, comma, Wit, comma, Advice, comma, Interviews and Inspiration from O, comma, The Oprah Magazine, hardcover, September 1st, 2005, is what I see. Um, I took that exactly from uh, the Barnes & Noble website, which is a major bookstore here, here in the United States. Now... Crucially, and the reason I'm pointing, bringing this up, the author is listed as editors of O, the Oprah Magazine, comma Oprah Winfrey is the as the editor. The author credit doesn't list Oprah Winfrey as the author. The author is the editors of O, the Oprah Magazine. So I think it was actually maybe just like an idea that Oprah Winfrey is supportive of the idea of live your best life, but her staff actually put the the, the book together from articles and contributions over a, a, an extended period of time of material that appeared in the um, O or Oprah magazine. Does it make sense? I think we were, I think we're on the origin of it. So that's all fine and dandy from the point of view of like answering the trivia question should it ever come up, but we need to, we need to dig in a little bit more. I did as part of my uh, research into the origin of this thing, I did find a good definition of from someone who was not Oprah, trying to summarize what this is. And I'll just go and note this here before I switch back to talking about Oprah Winfrey a little bit more. This came from a post on medium.com from the authors listed as Ramia Mitch. I hope I pronounced that right. First name is, the first name is spelled R-A-M-I-A, -A, and the last name is M-I-T-C-H. The definition is that Ramia Mitch put on in, in their post on Medium is, quote, one that encompasses reaching new levels of self-awareness and self-growth that ultimately leads to taking actions that help you to discover and hone into your interests, talents, and passions, unquote. That definition is what you find all over the place. If you try to go and Google what live your best life means, you find many, many, many uh, people have given their impressions of that because live your best life, that concept, that notion has really taken off and there's countless thousands of people 
who are putting their ideas forward as to what it actually means and everything. And that's all, that's all well and good. Everybody seems, everybody's well-intentioned and they're entitled to their own opinions. Now, let's go back to Oprah Winfrey for a second because I spent a while looking into this and I came across something I want to share with you because I think it's uh, important and, and certainly relevant to our topic of this podcast episode. Again, as I said, uh, since all roads seem to lead back to Oprah Winfrey, I spent a few hours specifically looking at uh, the writings and uh, speeches I've seen Oprah Winfrey, I could find that Oprah Winfrey gave, because I wanted to go see what, in her words, she how she defined the concept of living your best life. So, again, I spent a few hours tracking down the true origin of this race for you, and in the time I took, I looked at a few speeches that Oprah Winfrey herself gave for these clues. And while I still think it was a staffer, her one of her employees, or a set of employees, that created that book from back in 2005, they were still working in a way, I'm convinced, they were working in a way that was a, that was... 100% perfectly aligned with how Oprah thinks. So I came across this, what follows, which was the closest thing I could find to a definition that is clearly attributable to Oprah Winfrey. It came right out of her mouth. And what I found is, and you can go back and check this behind me, is the it's a video on YouTube entitled, Oprah Winfrey Delivers Commencement Address to Class of 2012. This commencement address is like, commencement addresses are, um, when colleges in the United States, and I'm sure in other countries, but this is in the United States, they, it's a graduation ceremony with a graduating class, people wrapping up college, they get their diplomas, your family and friends get to come and cheer you on and stuff. It's just a great day. So this was in the, for the class of 2012 at a college called Spelman College, S-P-E-L-M-A-N College. Oprah Winfrey was invited to go give the um, commencement address. And that was a fantastic get for them to bring in world-renowned Oprah Winfrey, billionaire, who's going to give you better advice to hundreds of young women at Spelman College who are uh, about to embark on their careers. Who better on earth to go give advice to them? It was a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I watched the whole thing. Now, Oprah spoke for almost a half hour, but she made three key points that I want to highlight here in this podcast. I'm not going to play you any part of the video. You can go check for yourself. I'll just summarize three, the three main points or the three uh, parts of the advice that, that Oprah Winfrey gave to all those graduating students. She told them to do three things and they are, and I'm summarizing these. Number one, Oprah advised, know who you are, knowing who you are, asking who am I and what do I want? And, and Oprah meant that in the broadest sense of the term, it isn't just who am I? This is my first name, my last name, and I'm a pharmacist or I'm a doctor, or I'm a lawyer, or I'm a business person, I'm a whatever. She didn't mean that. She meant like everything, everything about you, everything about your character and all that. She continued, you must have a kind of vision for your life, have a vision for your life, a direction. And she said that was the first one. And I just like to go and add on here, like just thinking about what the, um, Life philosophy as we espouse in the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book and what we will be going into in more detail in the Gentleman's Guide to Excellence book that's coming out very soon is the same kind of is the same kind of concept, very much aligned with point number one that Oprah Winfrey made. When Oprah was talking about having a vision for your life, in our life priorities framework, that is knowing what your goals are, putting your happiness and your health and your well-being in all senses first, because you're doing that to support all the people you care about in your life, people that you, hold, that you hold closest, your family, your wife, your children, your closest friends, those kind of things. You'll see, you'll see in the in part one of the gentleman's guide to flirting book, and 
and it'll be spelled out in more detail in the Gentleman's Guide to Excellence. Point number two from Oprah Winfrey from her uh, commencement address. She said, you must find a way to serve. You must find a way to serve. She continued, service and the significance which you bring to your service, to that service, is lasting. She went on, she, she, she grounded that uh, statement in like a relig her religious, like Christian background. But I think the point still stands. I think it's a good point. And I, I think it resonates with a lot of people. That was, part, that was point number two. Point number three, the final one. Point number three, Oprah Winfrey said, always do the right thing. Always do the right thing. Be excellent. Be excellent. She continued, people notice. And I'm, I'm summarizing some other parts of a much longer thing she said, but I'll just read off my notes here. She said, let excellence be your brand. Let excellence be your brand. Do the right thing and the excellent thing. When you are excellent, you become unforgettable. When you are excellent, you become unforgettable. Then she went to a story about like asking, did I do the right thing? You because know, you know, a lot of times you don't know what is what I did, my conduct for today, was it really excellent? And she went to a bit about that, like self-reflection and not being hundred percent sure. That's totally normal to ask, well, did I do the act the absolute perfect, best, excellent thing? All right, and she continued, You are awarded with peace when the answer to that question is yes. When the answer to the question of did I do the right thing, when I made this decision about what I did in business or dealing with a customer or some decision I made at work, some decision you made with your children, some decision you made about your girlfriend or your wife. Did I do the right thing? What she's saying is you'll know inside when you're at peace with the answer, with the outcome of that decision. Oprah continues, success means people sometimes don't like you. This was, I guess, uh, some kind of behind the curtain revelation from Oprah, you know, is this is not, this is not uh, easy information to come by. So please bear with me as I read through the rest of my notes. Success means people sometimes don't like you. There's a price that comes with success. They aren't always happy for you or like you. And she says she's encountered a lot of what we've called in this podcast before haters. Like they may not say it right to your face. They may be thinking this, but they think, who do you, who does she think she is? She thinks she's better than me. I'm going to do what I can to go and tear her down, talk behind her back, or not be supportive of her. I'm still on point three, Oprah Winfrey's point three. She continued, that happens when you are surrounded by people who don't want the best for you. That happens when you're surrounded by people who don't want the best for you. She advised, surround yourself with people who will fill your cup until the cup runneth over. You know, supportive people. And her final point was, and I thought this was great. You cannot offer your gallon size offerings to pint sized people. You cannot offer your gallon sized offerings to pint sized people. You need other gallon sized people around you. And that's pretty much how she wrapped her per point number three. And I thought that was great. And I think that is what she means by quote unquote living your best life. And I drew those words again straight from her own mouth in a setting where she bared her soul to give the best possible advice she could to hundreds of young, fresh-faced ladies just graduating from their college experience on their graduation day. I thought it was great. So what has happened since then? since the idea or notion or concept of living your best life was created around 2005 or so. Well, countless thousands upon thousands of people have ran with the idea. They 
kind of try to live by it, or at least they claim to. And that is fine. But if your experience with this notion of living your best life is pretty much seeing that as hashtags on Instagram and other social media from people showing themselves kind of humble bragging, you know, showing themselves in beautiful settings and expensive clothes, taking expensive trips and just flashing money, you might not be all that impressed. So what if you, like me, you know, that kind of feels hollow to you. What if you don't know how to do that, how to go about living your best life? Well, my advice is this. I think Oprah Winfrey's words from that speech were very inspiring, compelling, and were based in, on real-world tested advice, real-world experience. And I really don't have much to add to what she said, except for a couple points. To me, at first glance, living your best life and its other derivative forms like bringing your best self to work, for example, sound like good ideas as long as your best self can be a continuously improving thing, not some static goal you cross, some line you cross, and then you're done. I think living your best life means, implies continuous improvement. Living that best life sounds right to me as well. If you're sure, if you're sure what quote unquote best means exactly for you, best for you may not mean what best is for me. Excellence for you may not mean the same thing as excellence for me. And we'll get into that more into in the upcoming Gentleman's Guide to Excellence book. What I mean basically, just for now, for the purpose of this podcast, is I mean, maybe you never hit perfection or quote-unquote best. Maybe best is what you aspire to be for the entirety of your life. And maybe you redefine the definition of best or excellence as you learn more and gain more experience and gain more wisdom and become more, more mature over the course of your life. Just like a pursuit of excellence. You may have heard that that phrase before. Now, in book number one, The Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, the first book, I couldn't just say, like in part one, just go be yourself. Like, if you're not having success with women and meeting people and um, addressing any problems you're having with feeling lonely, I couldn't just go say, just go be yourself with women because maybe, and this is a very harsh thing to say, maybe being yourself isn't good enough. Sometimes you need to pull down parts of your personality, like bulldoze them to the ground sometimes. Not not all of you, not, not all of everything that you are, but sometimes there may be some things that you're doing or ways that you think your thought patterns that just aren't productive. And maybe it's turning people off and causing you to be isolated. You, you may just be just doing things wrong or you need to up grade what you're doing or replace it entirely or build new capabilities or improve parts of your character to work toward a being a better or more excellent man in a nutshell. And I just want to point out one more quote that I think is relevant to this, how I think you should think about this concept of self-improvement and putting the effort in to try to be a better person day after day. Henry David Thoreau, in his book Walden from 1854 in chapter 1, wrote, quote, The mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. Commonly now, like in my lifetime, I've only heard that quote as most men lead lives of quiet desperation, but the actual quote is the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. Either way, I think it's it's uh, true, and 
my advice to you is that I believe that's true, but don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. All right. That is all I have for you this week. Let's get to work out there. Let's go.